You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For an external locus control that you've got, you're a bit miserable. You're miserable to live with. You are miserable. But if you've got an internal locus of control, you can be joy to live around. And there are people in our lives who, you know, when you, you're just around them, you feel better. You just feel better. You feel like it's, it's safer. It's more joyful. That's the kind of people we're called to be. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. It is so, so good to have you tuning in. It is uh, Tim and Dez with you once again all around Australia and wherever you may be right now tuning in. Uh, really, really appreciate you doing that. We'll quickly throw to Des, my Irish friend and co-host. How are you this week? I'm, I'm really good. Yeah, it's great to be. We had a conversation off air about what age we are, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's I've been blessed for the next ten years and what it was promised. So, it's, uh, so it's all good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Every day is just a blessing from here. Yes, Des, that's right. right yeah. <laughs> well, you know, just quickly, uh, if you'd like to find out a bit more about Des and myself, and most importantly about Momentum at Large, Momentum. Australia.org is our website. Um, encourage you just to have a look around there and uh, check out a bit about who we are, what we aim to do. And of course, you can find out uh, all about our previous shows too. There's over 120, I think, episodes that we've done now. I think. So there you go, Des would know. But um, all sorts of different topics that hopefully you can glean something from and help you in this journey called life. Right, Des? Yeah, absolutely. And and guys, you know, if you're listening and you are, need a safe and confidential conversation with somebody who, you know, will listen and, and you don't have somebody, a close friend around you who you can talk to, don't forget our care line, Momentum Care Line, 1-800-000-MEN, 1-800-000-636, brought to us by our friends at Caroline Connections. And so you can reach out to them seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's 1-800-000-MEN. Yeah, please don't feel like you need to do life on your own. There are people who you can have a confidential chat with if you don't feel like you've got somebody in your world right now that you could perhaps trust with a conversation or feel comfortable with. And look, one final thing before we launch into the show, we have literally just launched our very own YouTube channel. Uh, You can find that by going to YouTube and then put in Momentum for Men. And not only can you hear Des and I, if you're listening to a podcast, you can see us as well. Now, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not, but uh, you get to see Momentum, which, look, is a different platform, right? It might be a little bit more engaging than just listening to our voices, but that's our YouTube channel, Momentum for Men, and that is available right now. And so we're going to be loading, you know, two um, videos at a time for the first couple of months and then one after that. So you'd be able to repeat, repeat. But we encourage you when you do go on to subscribe, to like, to share, all those things that will help that channel to grow. So that's really important to us. But we tend to think that we have some control over our lives. But the truth is, the only thing we really have control over is ourselves. Scary thought. It is, but it's also then... A tricky one because we're faced with an ongoing tension of discerning what are the things I can't control and need to accept and then what are the things I can actually influence and therefore need to take responsibility for. Yeah, today we're talking about the internal locus of control. How's that for a phrase? Internal locus. I love it. I never heard of it before. And to help explain what that means and unpack it, we've got our dear friend, pastor and counsellor, Steve Wickham with us. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Des. Thanks, Tim. Wonderful to be be back on the channel with you. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, we always appreciate having you on, and I know we do tend to go to some depth. And uh, for those who know about the internal locus of control, I mean, this is this is deep stuff we're going to get into. But for those who don't, and and even for Des, perhaps as definitely for me, explain what is the internal locus of control. Let's kick it off there. 
Well, for me, uh, the, the word locus, uh, for instance, uh, to begin with, really means position. So the internal position of control versus the external position of control, it simply means a psychological principle that simply means that you have more control over your life, over your decisions, over the things that happen to you, over all of those things if you have an internal locus of control. If you, you're positioned internally, you're not, you're not assuming that all things are happening to you are beyond your control, if that makes sense. I mean, that's really interesting, isn't it, in itself, just doing that analysis. You've given people a really broad-spectrum, paintbrush view of what it looks like. But let's go a little bit deeper. Let's, let's take the negative side first. If you have an external uh, locus of control, what sort of things would you see in that behaviour or in your, your, how you look on life? What, what would you see? Well, as I describe this, uh, Tim and Des, you probably, um, people will actually, men listening to this, will actually find there'll be people in their lives that, that, that they'll talk to. So typically, if you're in a relationship where uh, someone um, sees the causes of things external to themselves, or maybe there's there's someone that is always blaming other things or other other things are happening to them, they don't seem to have a, a sense of their own control. That's mm. sort of the internal locus, uh, the ex- external locus of control. And it becomes a real issue in our relationships because if you're always blaming others, if you're always seeing the contribution in relational uh, context, relational conflicts uh, as others' uh, problem, um, the real key issue is we throw away all our power because essentially the only power that we have is power over ourselves, power over what we think, mm-hmm. say, and do. Essentially, that is that's the guts of it. What determines that outlook? What what determines whether we come from an internal or an external perspective? Well, I think you know some uh, some of it might be biology, some some of it's our environment, that sort of thing. That some people are, are naturally more internally have got more of an internal locus of control. For for those who might be more externally, you know, um, oriented, um, how can they how can they wrestle with that? How can they change that? It's really about seeing it's the the capacity of insight, it's the capacity of reflecting. So pe- a person who has the uh, capacity to reflect on their actions, on what's happening to them. What can I control in this? What's my what's my reaction? What's my response? How can I respond to this thing that's happened to me that I don't like that's happened? Um, what control can I take over it rather than um, externalizing it and seeing that it's it's everybody else is at fault here? Mm. I think that's that's the key that's the key thing. But I think essentially um, some people are born a little bit more internal. Uh, others are born a little bit more external. Maybe it's the environment as well as has as played into that as well. I mean, certainly if you're in a family and the, you know the family unit as a unit is negative or um, you know as as you've said, it sort of plays the blame game or whatever that looks like, that you'd be more inclined perhaps to be that way. You'd need to be a strong individual in that environment to be able to be have a more internal focus and a more, um, I don't know what term you use, but certainly you know, be more that way inclined. And, and you can certainly be sucked into it. If you've got someone who's got an external locus of control who is blaming you, for instance, it's easy for us to respond in blaming the other and, and it becomes a, no, we get nowhere. Rather than actually saying that the power in conflict is for somebody to have the internal locus of control, say, what's my contribution? Maybe it's only 10%. 10%, it's not the whole thing, but I can own my 10% and 
and I can go and take responsibility for that. And that's empowering for resolving conflict. Um, and it leads, just leads to a happier life. Uh, that's, mm. let's, let's face it. Well, let, let's expand on that, Steve, because uh, as I said in the, uh, or as Dad said, Dad said in the uh, intro, you know, we, we tend to think that we have some degree of control over our lives. And I think as you get older, you realize that you have less and less control over more and more. Um, but but then, I mean, the, the truth is we do have some degree of control. So let, let's talk about what we do have actual control over then. What would you say that is or that they are? So um, really, essentially, I mean, if, we, if any of us are married or if we've got children, we've got people in our lives, we quickly uh, imagine we don't have control over other people. So I can't control my wife. She can't control me. Uh, our kids, you know, parents definitely have that. Really, it gets down to what we think and and, and not all of what we think because sometimes thoughts come into our minds and we've got to re- we've got to channel them if, if they're negative thoughts and that sort of thing. Mm. But certainly what we say and do, so our actions, our behaviours, we've got control over those things. That And that's incredibly empowering. Uh, so it can seem that we've got very little control over what's happening to with others and, and what comes to, to us, loss, grief, um, the mental health journey, some of those things, but essentially how we can respond, what we say and do, mm. um, taking responsibility for my words, how I say them, for my actions, for my responses to things is incredibly powerful. Mm. And certainly, you know, when you look at some of the things from that are negative from the external uh, locus of con- locus of control, I mean, some things are really you're looking for the blame in somebody else. So it's not my fault; it's their fault. It, it could be, um, yeah, as I said before, playing the blame game. Yep, I didn't cause that; you caused that, um, and that that is so fractured in terms of personal relationships and in, in life in general. Yeah, mm. and. and yeah. Uh, and there's some others there that we, I guess, we should could we should talk about. So, so there's a guy listening, guys listening, who you know see this this negative sort of behavior and don't know how to control. It. At least they know what it is, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so some of the other ones are, you know, you, you lose, you've lost all your power. You don't know how to get your power back, and that's that's because of that negative external focus of control. Things like mm-hmm. I'm miserable as a person, and I'm miserable to live with. That's that's lots of guys would relate to that. I'm sure. Yeah, that's essentially the outcome. Because if we're very externally, we've got an external locus of control, or what we would call a fixed mindset. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have any flexibility of mindset versus a a growth mindset, which is all about being able to see inside and be be able to move and adapt to things and be able to uh, be honest with ourselves. But essentially, a miserable, it, an external locus of control, putting the blame out to everybody else, mm. will uh, essentially leads leads to a miserable life, and we become miserable to live with as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to quickly jump in and share a quick story. Um, and uh, you both know on the call that I, I recently turned fifty, um, but I, I had a, a revelation probably only about ten years ago. And so around the age of 40, and obviously, you know, that was the beginning of wisdom for me, uh, but I had this revelation that I actually get to control what I'm thinking. And I know that sounds really silly, but for so many years, whatever was happening in my head was just on repeat and on repeat and on repeat. And, and it was very negative, very self-critical. Um, 
and I just remember, and I don't remember why it wasn't like I was in an intense prayer and fasting session, but I just got this revelation to go, I can actually choose every single day what I want to think, what I want to say, how I want to view the world. Like it was just like all of a sudden it was like, I actually have the power of choice. And for 40 years, I'd just been regurgitating the same stuff in my head. And that was a revelation for me to go, I have a choice in this. Now, not saying that choice is always easy. And a lot of days I've got to kind of wake up and hit a reset and go, okay, okay you've got to, you know, this is how we're thinking today. But it is, I just think that's really important when you go, what do we have control over, Steve? You know, and you're saying, well, what we think, what we say, what we do, how many of us are regurgitating the same negative stuff instead of going, but I get the power to choose that and to change that. I'd venture to say, Tim, that that was probably the best gift you've ever received uh, from God because it's so empowering. I think in all the study that I've done, um, you know, it's the most powerful psychological wisdom kind of concept from God that there is, you know, Um, and just knowing that you have capacity, you have, you are empowered and it, and it has a direct impact on our anxiety as well. If we, uh, we know that our control is just what we think, say and do, that's Mm. it. That actually, we don't need to control the world. We don't need to control other people. Mm -hmm. We can drop those things and just stay in the moment and, and uh, accept things as they are. Mm. Yeah. That's really, really good. Steve, let's, bounce off the back of that and then go, how important then is it that we, that we take that responsibility of that, that we own that, you know, once we realize that we actually have that choice. And for some people now, for guys listening, perhaps who go, oh, wow, I've actually never really thought about that. I do have a choice. How then important is it for us to step into that? And what are the benefits of stepping into that? If we want to live our best life, um, ultimately this is the only way to it, I I think. Um, And, like a lot of things, biblical things and and uh, things around wisdom, oftentimes the hardest thing in the moment is the best thing overall. So the, it can be hard to take responsibility. It can be hard to be honest. It can be hard to take take stock of where I'm at and maybe we don't like the situation we're in, whether it's receiving feedback or whether it's uh, the, the uh, where our career is at or where our relationships are at or whatever, but we have agency and we need to just trust the trust taking what we've got and mm-hmm. doing the best with it is the best control. It's, it's, the, it's the best place to be. Um, and, you know, it is a journey. It's a daily journey for all of us because we only have to hit the road, get on the highway, and all of a sudden we're trying to control things that are out of our control. That person that cuts in in front of us, you know, it happens in a flash, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. But we, have to be, we can be reminded how powerful we are just, okay, I'm in control here. I, I want to stay safe on the roads. That's that's the key mm. uh, in that scenario. So um, I just think that, um, you know, the, it's if the, the other thing is if we've got an external locus of control, forgiveness is always going to be an issue, bitterness, resentment, all of the negative stuff sticks to us. It clings to us. Mm. Where life is at is in just taking responsibility for what we can do. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to repeat what you said at the beginning of that, and then we're going to cut to a break and come back and continue exploring this. But you said the hardest thing in the moment can often be the best thing overall. Man, that's a that's, that's a great statement. That's a bumper sticker right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the hardest thing in the moment can be the best thing overall. I mean, how encouraging is that to have that ringing in the back of your head 
when you're going through stuff. And guys, I want you to grab onto that as we go to a short break. We are with uh, Pastor Steve Wickham. We're talking about the internal locus of control. And as we go to break, I'm going to point you to our website. Once again, this is MomentumAustralia.org. Find out a bit about more about uh, who we are and what we're up to and uh, check out some previous shows in the short time we've got before we come back and explore part two of internal locus of control on this week's Momentum. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Okay, well, welcome back to part two of this week's Momentum. It is Timidez and uh, Pastor Steve Wickham with you this week as we explore the internal locus of control. Stay tuned for part two in just a moment. Just quickly as we skim through before that, uh, MomentumAustralia.org, of course, is our website. Encourage you to keep having a look around there and uh, listening to previous shows too. There's a lot in most of our previous shows too. Uh, 1-800-000-636, jot that number down, put it in your phone. That's for the Momentum Caroline in case you ever need a confidential chat with somebody. And uh, a reminder too, we've just launched our YouTube channel, Momentum for Men. If you Google that or put it into YouTube, uh, you'll find us and our shows and you'll get to see us and hear us at Momentum as well. But back into this week's show, Des. And so we were talking before the break about focused on the external locus of control, the damage that can do and the impact that can have in our lives. And so we want to change the momentum, (laughs) change the momentum and now focus on the internal locus of control, which is all the the positive stuff. So give us an example, Steve, of what you would see in somebody who had an internal locus of control. Well, when we talked about growth mindset before, you know, the capacity to be grateful, uh, to be resilient, to be able to bounce back from things, I think just the internal locus of control gives us much more agency and much more power and, and ability to adapt to life. Because life, let's face it, life every single day brings its, ch- its challenges. And I love what Jesus says in, in Matthew chapter 6, you know, 24, uh, 25 to 34, about not worrying about tomorrow, but just worrying about today and not, not getting anxious. Essentially, I, I think the whole issue around the internal locus of control is having that uh, growth mindset to be able to adapt. Things are happening. How can I respond positively? How can I bring value to my to, to this situation through my response? And it's mm-hmm. incredibly powerful. And I think that's amazing because you look at things and you say, you know, if you were looking at externally, you say, why did that happen to me? What did I do to deserve that? Somebody else has caused this to me. Whereas in the you know the internal foes, you would say, you know, stuff just doesn't happen to me. It happens to to hit down the road or whoever, right? And so it's a, a, t- a totally different positive outlook on life rather than a negative outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say, Steve? I think so. And you can get we can all we've all had times when we've been stuck in that mindset. Maybe this has been a bitterness or resentment that we've not been able to let go of. But essentially, if if we are, we've we've got this kind of growth mindset, we are looking to okay, what can I do here? What how can I take what this this ugly and, and bad situation and make it for the best? Um, and we, because that is where where our power is. So throwing it out there, then this and this. I'm trying not to make it even more confusing, but does that mean then, Steve, if I'm reading from what you just said, that again, there might be areas of our lives where we are very much internal, where we've kind of got that, but there's other areas where we can switch to having an external, like that, for example, right? I'm good over here and I'm generally I've got a good overview and whatever, but then there's these other moments that happen to me where I slip into the external, where I slip into the blame and it's happening to me and da-da-da. So is that right? We can kind of fluctuate then. 
Yeah, uh, and I love where you're going because that is exactly, we can be primarily uh, come from the internal locus of, of control, primarily have a growth mindset, but we might have a pocket entitlement. And there's a, there's a great book by um, uh, Dr. John Townsend of Cloud and Townsend. People yeah. will probably be aware of those two guys. Mm. So Dr. John Townsend bought a, a book out in 2015 called The Entitlement Cure. And the whole premise of the book is we all have pockets of entitlement. We all have little areas we section off and where we're a little bit entitled and what is sitting behind that is an external locus of control where we wanting to control a situation we don't have control over. So if we identify those areas where we're kind of a bit triggered or a bit, we, we feel like we're out of control, we don't respond the best way, that might be an area of pocket entitlement that we could work on and try to control less other than our thoughts, our, uh, what we say and what we do. So is it is it then fair to say that just bouncing off that then, the pocket entitlement piece then, do you think then at, at the bottom of some of that, even if we get offended by somebody or they do something that hurts us, when you boil all of that down, nothing, I'm going to confuse myself, but is that is that, are they wrong or is it that we've had an expectation because we've got this pocket entitlement within that or or is it a bit? Is it a mix of both? Well, people can be rude and unkind to us anytime, and and of course, we it hurts. And mm. are we going to respond out of anger? Are we going to respond out of something that's negative and that that we're trying to that we're trying to bring some control in the situation that way? Actually, no, we can't control the other person's behaviour. Right. Certainly, we can implement some boundaries, but at the end of the day, what's the more powerful thing to do? I love what um, you know. Romans twelve talks about at the end of it talks about pouring um, hot coals on a person's head. Give right. someone who's you know give the, your enemy something to eat or drink. You give them actually that is that's the power. That's the that's the powerful mm. response. So that's a powerful mm. Christian response to overlook the insult, overlook the offence. So how does it work, uh, Steve? If you have two people. Um, you know, maybe a couple, maybe somebody in your workplace, whatever it looks like, who is, you know, a, the external locus of control type person, right? Looking for yep. somebody else to blame. Yep. And yep. you're trying to live in an internal locus of control. How did those come together? Badly. <laughs> or not. <laughs> if I give a shout out to Peacewise here, so I used to work for Peacewise, but Peacewise have three common responses in peacemaking of if you can overlook, uh, that overlook is one one response. So if it's not going to be repeated, you can overlook it. If it's probably going to be a pattern and you're in, you're in, a, you're in a marriage or something like that, mm-hmm. you can talk to the person, you can engage them, you can do counselling, you can work through it that way, or then you can get help. Uh, that's the third response. So sometimes we can find we're, we're in a position where we're in a we have heavily external locus of control person we're in relationship with. The relationship may never work because they have such a fixed mindset. So there's only there's only room for one person to compromise all the time, and that's mm. kind of unworkable in relationships. Mm. Okay, so if, so let's put that in a practical sense for guys listening, right? And whether it's whether it's them or their wife, or it might be wives listening too, right? But if one of them has that in a marriage, how, how do you even, I mean, because again, you, you can only control what you can control, right? I mean, you can't force that upon somebody. That's a, and that's a difficult space to be in. 
It is. Uh, and one of the things, one of the best things about couples counselling is when a, a couple comes and suddenly one or both of them dawns on them that their power is in their own response, in seeing where their own contribution is. And it is right. beautiful when you see reconciliation and you see two people willing to take on, oh, yeah, I own that. No, no, that's my own. And then you you got this bridge, you know, we're reaching over to each other rather than, you know, divided continually. Mm. So obviously, if one of either camp doesn't work together, obviously, if you've got two people who are external locus of control, that will never work, right? Because it'll just be con consistently blaming each other and finding mm. fault with each other and so forth. Yeah. Mm. Steve, one of the things that you have put down as a uh, as an observer, I suppose, or one of the things that we can see uh, that someone has an internal locus of control is that I can see and own my contribution. And I mean, in, let's be honest, in a relationship and a, a particularly close one like a marriage, I mean, being able to see where I can own this and contribute into this and then actually do it. I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, right? I mean, it's, it's, and that is like, I can see my contribution, my responsibility, what I can own, and then I'm going to show up and do that. I mean, that's huge. Powerful and mature marriages do that. So both partners have the capacity to look within and to take responsibility for only their th their stuff. And unfortunately, we do have marriages, relationships where you've got uh, more of a kind of narcissist, empath kind of pairing, and where the narcissist is more probably more fixed mindset, external locus of control. It's always somebody else's fault. Whereas the other person, we can only take responsibility for what we're we're responsible for. Uh, mm. We can't take another person's responsibility. Steve, can you explain the difference then of an internal and external locus of control to then what you've termed a circle of influence, right? So what's the difference? Because, I mean, we can't necessarily control things externally, but we can certainly influence, right? And I think it's it's fair enough that we're positive amount about our influence, what influence we do have, and particularly – We've, we've spent a lot of time talking about what we need to accept, the things we can't change. But mm. what about the things we can change? So those things we can influence, having the courage to do those things, the diligence to do those things is really important. Um, so that's also part of the internal locus of control. I can actually control, I, could, I can influence this situation, but also bearing in mind that the influence stops at my own actions. I can, mm. I can influence this situation with my own actions just to that extent. Uh, and then following on from that, and I think this is really, really prevalent, especially after 2019 and the season that we've all gone through in the world, the, the COVID season I'm referring to, of course, but the circle of concern, because let's be honest, right? We are bombarded every day by stuff that we can be concerned about, but we can't control, right? So how do we, how do we hold that space? How do we navigate that? Yeah. That's a really good question. And then particularly with world, world events and world news and, you know, climate and wars and all of these things, um, we really have to just come back to what is within my control and trusting God. Isn't that a beautiful thing as, a, as far as a Christian is concerned? Daily reminders to trust God for the air we breathe, for the, for the food we eat, for the simple things. And that's essentially Jesus' message in, in that passage in uh, Matthew 6, 25 to 34, is don't worry about the things that are beyond your control. Mm. Focus on those things that are within your control. That's when you start to live the best life. 
That's that's really cool. I, I just love the positive positivity of that internal locus of control and and what it means to and influences everybody that's around you. Uh, one thing it does mean that it means you have to be conscious all the time of of the way you're thinking and wh- what you're doing and so forth and and how that'll impact others. And it's actually powerful when you uh, when you can um, have that reflection, even in a, even in an interaction, and you can be honest and you can apologise there and then for something that you might have said or something like this. So not only is it for an external locus of control that you've got, um, you're a bit miserable, you're miserable to live with, you are miserable, but yeah. if you've got an internal locus of control, you can be joy to live around. And there are people in our lives who, you know, when you you just around them, you feel better. You just mm. feel better. You feel like it's safer, it's more joyful. That's the kind of people we're called to be. Mm. We're called to live that life. That's the mm. abundant life of Jesus. Well, I mean, there's a phrase that's very popular at the moment and it's living you know, living your best life or I'm living my best life. And Steve, you've got a, a few things and maybe we can finish on this. Um, the question is, what can I do to live my best life? And you've got a couple of thoughts around that. So maybe we end on that. Share that with us. Mm. Well, I just think as from living our living our best life, what does that look like? Well, for me, it's my it's my relationship with my wife, with my my children, my grandchildren, uh, relationship with those in my work life. Um, thinking about these relationships, thinking about how, what am what am I giving to people? Because I, I I can guarantee everyone living this life of Jesus, as we're giving to people and we're looking to serve people. Jesus, God does an inside job in, in us, mm. and we get to we we're essentially living in that in that place in that in, internal locus of control. Mm. When we're yeah. starting to serve others, um, I just think about the humility of um, uh, Philippians two, uh, three and four talks about valuing others above ourselves. Not saying that we don't value ourselves, but it's actually putting others others. I'm just thinking of others, and I'm thinking less about what kind of woe is me. If you if you know what I mean. Mm. I mean, some of the things that you had here, study, grow in humility, empathy, be honest, reflect, nurture, insight, apologize sincerely, don't enable. And of course, we've talked about pocket entitlement, some some simple ways to live my best life. And that is, again, all stuff that we can own. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And and while we talk about empathy and humility, I think the internal locus of control, if we nurture this internal locus, locus of control, we, we exemplify humility. We become more empathic and we are essentially more resilient. Resilient is a bit of a catch catchphrase. It's a bit of a buzzword. But to be truly resilient is actually to live this internal locus of control. It's been a really, really interesting topic and, and perhaps something that you've never even thought about or heard about, the internal locus of control. But that's been our show this week with Pastor Steve Wickham. As always, Steve, we've delved deep and we've probably unearthed more questions than we've answered. But if that has been the case for you, certainly go back and have a listen to this. You can do that at MomentumAustralia.org. If you want to check into the podcast space, uh, just Google Momentum Australia, you'll see us. And of course, as we've mentioned throughout the show, our brand new YouTube channel, Momentum for Men, and you can see us as well as hear us here at Momentum. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show on behalf of myself and Des. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Des. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.